many Russian pastors. And I told them 10 years ago, please say true. Oh, we are afraid. Um, uh, we will have some problem if we will say true. We will have big, big problem. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Jesus, Jesus told for us, if you will follow me, you will have many problems. Uh, this is guarantee. But uh, this is the, the cross way. We, we need to take our, our cross and go with him, follow him. Outstanding is a production of The Washington Stand, where you can find news and commentary from a biblical worldview. Welcome to Outstanding. This is where we have critical conversations about the news of the day and the ideas that shape us. As always, I'm your host, Joseph Backholm, and our goal with every program is to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. And today, we're going to have an important conversation because today we're going to talk about Ukraine. Now, because our attention spans are so short and the news cycle is constantly giving us new things to be outraged by, many of us will have forgotten that the Russian invasion of Ukraine was more than two years ago, and that conflict continues. We're going not to focus on the status of the Russian invasion, the probability of Ukraine's success in defending itself, or the amount of aid the U.S. should give to Ukraine, but today... We're going to talk primarily about what life is like for families, churches, and people in that war zone. Pastor Gennady Monknenko lives in Mariupol, Ukraine, which is, as many of you will know, a coastal town in the southeast part of Ukraine that has been devastated by the Russian invasion and has been under Russian control since the spring of 2022. He has 11 children. Now, his daughter was killed in this invasion. Five of his sons have been wounded. Many members of his church have also been killed. He is living under circumstances that most of us in America can't even begin to imagine. But if we're going to live and think like Jesus, it's important that we try to imagine. It's part of bearing one another's burdens. So joining me now to tell his story is Pastor Gennady Moknemko. Pastor, thank you so much for taking some time today. Thanks for inviting me. And uh, let me say first, thank you so much for all American people who pray about my country, who stay in with my country through this uh, terrible Russian invasion. Thanks everybody who remember about it and pray about us. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for saying so. That's gracious, and, and we are, and we and we do care. And I want to start um, just by hearing your story. I know you. Uh, w- one fact I'm interested in is whether you are still in Mariupol. I know that is your home. It has been occupied now by the Russians. Are you still in Mariupol? No, it's not possible for me be inside Mariupol. Uh, because uh, Russia tried killed me uh, eight ten years ago. Russian Russia sent special special forces group for for kill me inside my city. But praise the Lord! In that time, it was God saved my life. But when Russia uh, start the big part of uh, war, February. Uh, 2022, when they sent all their army 
uh, I had just 40 minutes for evacuate my orphanage, my adopted family, my social project. I have just 40 minutes because Russian army tried block at the city. And uh, I'm so happy because in last moment, in uh, we evacuate our orphanage. It was like competition between my convoy with children and Russian tanks. It was last moment we jump out of this tragedy with all my orphanage, uh, with many women and children, jump, we jump out of blocked city. Uh, it was uh, it was crazy. I can't think about what's happened if my orphanage, my family will be blocked. Uh, I'm sure Russia killed, uh, killed uh, they killed inside my city. Uh, when Russia blocked city, they killed 100,000 civil people inside Mariupol. They, no, no, not so many people know it. 100,000 civil people just inside my city, Mariupol. It was real genocide. When they blocked Mariupol, they, they start destroyed building by building, street by street, uh, district by district. And they completely destroyed my city. 80% 80, 80 building destroyed in Mariupol. And everybody was killed people. Everybody was killed people. And they killed many of my friends. They killed many of my church members. They killed many of my uh, many, uh, church leaders from my church who was blocked inside city. Uh, Pastor, I'd like, to, I'd like to back up um, because you said that eight, nine years ago, the Russian government sent special forces to try to kill you. Can you tell us yeah, more in, about why they would have done that? Uh, in 10 years ago, in 2014, when Russia started this war, uh, they tried to occupy my city. But uh, me and my sons, my friends, we, we had very strong position against Russian invasion. Uh, me and my sons, we built first trenches around Mariupol. Uh, and um, uh, I give up my voice about against this stupid Russian invasion. Uh, and uh, they hate me. Uh, many people in Russia know me. Because Russian TV produce a movie about uh, uh, maybe you know this huge Russian uh, uh, Putin's propagandistic TV channel, RT, Russia Today. They walk around all world. They produce two movies about me, about my orphanage, about uh, very good movie. They call me the hero. They show this movie, translate to many languages. They show to for all world like pastor from Ukraine, from Mariupol, adopt many children. Uh, I, you know, I have very strange family. I have 39 children, 39. 
36 adopted and three biological children inside my family. And also I have I had the biggest children rehab center, former Soviet Union, for homeless children. More than 4,000 children go through this project. And this is the biggest children rehab center, former Soviet Union. And uh, Russia produced two movies about me and uh, translate show for all world. Uh, but when war came, uh, I, I start talking about what I'm thinking about this. I love Russian people, not, not one problem. I'm a pastor, I'm Christian. Mm. I love all people. doesn't matter what nation, what culture. I love Russian people, but I real hate Soviet Union from my teenager time. Uh, from 13 years, I hate Soviet Union. I hate KGB, and uh, I hate Ru Empire Spirit, who killed people around and uh, for for their fantasy. And I start told uh, against it. And uh, Russia sent the special forces group. One of the target, one of the target was killed me nearly my church. They had plan killed me uh, directly nearly my church. But praise the Lord, Ukrainian Ukrainian intelligence, Ukrainian special group, they uh, had this information and we worked together for stop them. And uh, I'm so thankful for Jesus because uh, Ukrainian army uh, catch these guys and uh, destroyed their plan. But it was 10 yep. years ago. Now they hate me more and more. <laughs> In the introduction, then, I, I, I guess I had bad information because I said you had 11 children, and I greatly understated that because, again, just yeah, to clarify, have, and this is a remarkable story, 39 children, 36 yeah, have, have been adopted. I have 11 I have 11 children in front line right now. Okay, 11. That's probably where I heard yeah. that. Can you, can you imagine 11 of my children stay in front line? Yeah. Six, yeah. Of, six of 10 my sons and even one my daughter go to army. And uh, six of my sons was wounded. Just two days ago, one more my son six uh, one more my son uh, was wounded uh, his uh, boss his legs was destroyed and um, uh, now he is in hospital he uh, he his um, uh, blood system was destroyed and praise the lord his friend very quickly stop stopped the blood uh, his mind down he was in reanimation completely but praise the lord now he is alive he's in hospital and uh, um, but it's crazy i grow them i grow them not for war right uh, all of them was homeless children all of them grow on the street they they lose their family their mother father they they was grow on the street and uh we we adopt them. We give them new family, mm -hmm. and um, now because this invasion came, this Russian army came. Now my family split around the world. Eleven children in front line, and 
other my children they they split around the world in different country uh and um, they again again grow without mother and father yeah. uh some of them some of them in europe country in finland in germany in west ukraine some of them in united states of america let me say one more time thanks for help refugee people uh, some of them my children in united states now yeah can you tell me where you left where you went when you left mariupol where are you now uh, uh we when we when we uh, evacuate children in the last moment uh russia blocked city we evacuate children in west ukraine and uh, we give them last hug we cry together mm-hmm. and uh, say them goodbye my friends care about them but me and some of my friends chaplains try back to mariupol we try back to our city because my church there because many of my church members there many of my friends there we try back to mariupol but it was not possible uh, russia blocked front line was everywhere we try back to mariupol but it was not possible in first day jesus saved my life three times in one day you know, when we try back to mariupol Where, and, and uh, uh we stay nearly front line and all this uh to almost two year we work in front line with my friends with chaplain's team every day we go to front line every day we go on the russian shooting for help people who lives there for help soldier ukrainian soldier and help people because many many thousand hundreds thousand people live in front line directly nearly war and they live like like animals they live on the on the basement without nothing not electricity not water not medicine not food nothing they live on the basement their homes very often their homes destroyed but they live there uh and we we serve for for thousand thousand people who live on the basement and every day my team go to front line we try get some humanitarian help some food medicine and we help them uh it's uh, all this time every day today just some 2 hours ago i back to from front line i was in two uh, two units one of that units when one of my son adopted son uh he is artillery artillery guy uh, and um uh, we help them we pray with them we try uh, keep their spirit uh, motivate them for uh, fighting for freedom yeah. this 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 battle about freedom this is very important point it's not about land it's not about gas it's not about oil this is a real battle about freedom ukraine is freedom nation when we say goodbye for soviet union uh we start build freedom nation we have completely political freedom we have mass media freedom we have absolutely religion freedom absolutely uh, i uh, i'm sure 
more, maybe a little bit more than the United States. <laughs> we have absolutely, we have absolutely uh, religion freedom. We can preach gospel everywhere, not one problem. But Russia, yeah. they uh, they start built freedom country, but very often KGB guy, Mr. Putin, back, and uh, they close the country. They not have mass media. Not religion, freedom. Absolutely. I, I want to ask you about your background and experience with Russia and the KGB, because you've mentioned that you've made yourself a target and you have been willing to speak out against Russia for a long time. Were you born in Ukraine? Were you born in Russia? Where does this conviction come from for you? Uh, I was born in Soviet Union. When uh, it was like one big uh, empire, Soviet red and very, very bloodly empire. And I was growing Soviet Union, uh, but I was born in the Ukraine part of Soviet Union. Inside Mariupol is my city. I was born there. I speak Russian language all my life. I never had, I'm 55, almost, almost 56, but I never had one problem with language. I speak Russian language all my life and never, not one problem with this. Uh, but Russia, Russia came for stop freedom, uh, for stop political freedom, mass media freedom, for back us. Their, their target, back Ukraine to Soviet empire and, and killed freedom. And uh, they, they never can do it. My country will fight him. Uh, for freedom. We we will be freedom nation. We never back to USSR again. Uh, and uh, this is the real, more deeply reason for this fighting. They hate freedom and they, they try to stop us. But I am so proud about my country because we, uh, we are fighting this, you know, this is the big surprise for for all world because many. I had talk with one American general, very high general, four star general. I had talk with him, and he told me, Pastor, it's unbelievable. All my analytics, all my computer model, all my uh, intelligence, all of them say if Russia sent all army. Maybe three days, maybe one week, maybe two weeks, but Ukraine will occupate completely. But it was big surprise for all world and big surprise for yeah. Mr. Putin. And when Ukraine pushed them out from Kiev, from Chernigov, Sumy, Kharkov, Kherson, I'm real proud about my nation, but it's crazy time for us. Crazy time. Too much blood, too much killed people every day. Yeah, well, that even from afar, that seems so true. Just the tragedies of war, and we see the pictures and we hear some of the stories, um, but you're living it still day after day, and you have been for nearly two years now. And it raises one of many questions, but that is this idea that Russia is too big 
and they have too many people and too many resources. And there are conversations and people in the United States who say, well, war is terrible. We want peace. But the only way to get peace is to kind of compromise with Russia and maybe give them some of the land that they've occupied. And that's the way to end the war. You that's in some of that territory is the place where you grew up and that's your hometown that people are talking about essentially giving your town uh, to Russia as a way of getting peace. What What's your response to that? The cost to you has been very high and stands to be very high moving forward. Um, so what's your reaction to that idea that that is the path of peace? Uh, I think this is the not good, um, not good strategy. If you have big neighbors very big twice twice schwarzenegger guy and uh, maybe you are not so big and he say i will kill part of your family i will occupate part of your home i will live here and if you say yes we will good we will be a good neighbors uh, doesn't matter about blood, about killed, uh, killed your children. Don't think any about it. Just be good, friendly after that. But it's not good strategy. Uh, it's not good strategy. I'm so proud because my country don't afraid big Russia neighbors, big and very crazy neighbors. One more time, I love Russian people. Uh, my fighting now, not just for freedom for Ukraine. This is the fighting about freedom for Russia. Yeah. This is a fighting about freedom for Belarus. Because I'm sure after this war, uh, you, freedom will move to Russia and move to Belarus. And this, is, this dictator systems will collapse. And uh, this is real fighting about freedom, not just for Ukraine. It's, it's a bad, bad strategy. Give them part of territory and say, okay, they never stop. They never stop. Uh, if you will have conversation with uh, demonics, uh, with demons, with Satan, he can smile. He can say, okay, everything will be good. I don't touch you. But he's the liar he never say true he will go ahead before you stop him he never stopped them himself and um putin system real demonic system yeah this is real absolutely demonic system you mentioned in your conversation with the four-star general from the united states previously that the whole world has been surprised by how successful the Ukrainian army has been at holding back the Russian invasion. Given that we're now two years into this invasion, are you surprised that Russia has continued in the way that they have? Are you surprised because of the because the resistance is so much stronger than they may have expected, than the world expected, right? Uh, do you are you surprised that they haven't given up yet? Um, they try go ahead through many directions. 
but they ne never had success. Uh, maybe they get little village when they completely destroyed here, nothing. And they occupied that village and they say, wow, we have big victory. We have two more street. But 20,000 Russian soldier was killed for occupying these two street. They don't have success now. Uh, our soldier fighting everywhere and stop them. They never have success move. They just talking successfully. Before this invasion, they told, we just need three days and we will have lunch in uh, Kiev. Some Russian soldier called to Kiev restaurant when they start this and say, three days later, we need reservation in restaurant. Mm -hmm. But Ukrainian people very, uh, very humor, very humor people, and uh, some of the people from that restaurant called them back through three days and said, "What about your reservation? We are waiting you." But many of that Russian soldier was killed through the three days, ah, yeah. and um, they were sure. They called their army. We are the most strongest army, maybe number two yeah. after United States. But little Ukraine country, it's like story about David and Goliath. Yeah. David was a big, not so big man. Goliath had all chance uh, for success, but yeah. something go not for Goliath plan because God was with the David. I'm a pastor. I'm a Christian, 32 years, my pastor's ministry. And I real, I real believe God stay with people who fighting for freedom, for their personal freedom, for their national freedom. God stay with these people who on their just justic side. This war for Ukraine, one hundred percent. This is justic. This is just about justic. Now Russian soldier. Sleep inside my home. We build this home for my children. Yeah. My children built with me this home, stone by stone, many years. They dream about their new room. They dream about their new uh, their bookshelves and everything. Uh, they calculate their months, the weeks, the days when they move in that new room. But now. My children split around the world and Russian soldiers sleep inside my home. It's not justic. Uh, I know what God thinking about it. Yeah. And, it is um, not justice. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, we must. You've mentioned the tremendous cost that the Russians are paying right now. I don't know if it's hundreds of thousands of, of casualties, but it's certainly well into the tens of thousands of casualties. One of the things I've wondered is why the Russian people, and, and I know that there's no freedom there, but there's oligarchs who are, who are doing things that pull strings, that have influence, presumably. But honestly, two years into a very unsuccessful invasion, there's part of me that's surprised there hasn't been a movement within Russia to get rid of Putin 
or do something because they are losing their own children in this ridiculous invasion. Are you surprised that nothing has happened from within Russia to stop Putin from this maniacal evil invasion that he insists on continuing? It's not surprise for me because I was growing Soviet Union, and uh, uh, I know what I know. I understand what what is the fear, the fear of power, the people inside uh, Russia. They, you must understand one point: Russian system. We never had nothing like Russia in history. Uh, Soviet Union killed more people. Soviet the red the red ideology, communist ideology, killed more people than all empire uh, through all history together. The red this red communist system killed so many people in, inside Soviet Union uh, in East Europe. Red system in Latin America, in uh, in Asia, red China, red uh, red Vietnam, red you know, and uh, this is the more uh, more demonic ideology in human history, and uh, Russian people, they never they had just little experience for freedom in Gorbachev time. Perestroika, Gorbachev, little bit freedom. They just try, uh, try that freedom atmosphere. But all their history, they were slave. Uh, the government can kill them. They just, they never had human rights, never. And but now Putin have more more powerful propaganda technology if if hitler, hitler had so, so many tv channels so many newspapers radio station so many guys who work every day in uh, in special we call them bots it's like um, it's like propagandistic guys thousands who work in the internet for they transformed the mind of people inside Russia. But uh, let me say uh, true, real statistics, not so bad. Uh, just some weeks ago uh, inside Russia, they had uh, like secret statistic and uh, just 20% people inside Russia say, oh, it's good war, it's good. Uh, good idea fighting against Ukraine and occupate them. But 80%, they quite, they quite, they want to stop this. But they, but thousand, thousand people inside Russia, now inside prison in Russia, because they say uh, something against this war. Can you imagine people, people just go, on the street with um, with papers, clean papers, not nothing, but they just just put no wars, 
not letters, just that, that, no, worse, that, that, that. They just stay with clean white papers with some that. And immediately police arrest them and send them yeah. to prison. Yeah. Can you imagine? It's crazy. And uh, people afraid inside Russia. I'm, I'm sure Russia have many good people. Yeah. Uh, now, many people from Russia, they sent me very secret because if, if KGB fast bear, uh, knows about they connect with me, it will be criminal. They send them to prison. But they very secret, use very secret way. And they sent me uh, the words, Pastor, uh, forgive us. We uh, stay against this war, but we can't open our, man, our mouths. We can't talk because they, they killed us. They sent us in prison. Uh, but please, Forgive Russia. We hate this war. We hate Putin's system. And they cry with me. They pray about me. They pray about my sons, soldiers who are fighting uh, on the front line against Russian invasion. Many people in Russia uh, against this war. But official statistic in Russia, it's, it's just, just propaganda. It's not true. Never. Never. Uh, people afraid. It's like Germany. Um, you know, uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, that pastor uh, who Bonhoeffer, stay yes. against, oh, yes. yeah, Bonhoeffer, who stay against Hitler system. Uh, him, uh, when Hitler came to the uh, get get uh, power in country, it was uh, 1933. And 10 years later, Dietrich Bonhoeffer write very interesting, uh, very interesting, uh, uh, some, they call this 10 years later. And he had shocked, he had so, he told what's happening with my country. Just 10 years ago, we, what's happened with my people? Why they, why they close the mouth? Why they killed people and don't don't stop this Hitler system? And his answer was fear, fear. Yeah. You know, we we talk about this in the American context a lot right now. That our fear of the consequences is allowing evil things to start to happen, and everybody kind of wants to protect themselves. And you mentioned that you're having conversations with people in Russia who are against this war, but are very afraid. And because we do know that Putin will put people in prison, he will uh, even potentially execute people if he sees them as a problem or a threat. So what's your advice to people who are standing against very real threats? They oppose those kind. What do you say to your Russian friends who hate this invasion, who are praying for your children? Um, what do you want them to do? Do you understand their silence because of the fear? Or do you encourage them to resist anyway? I told them 10 years ago, don't close your mouth. Don't afraid. Wake up. Uh, stop this demonic Putin system. Uh, 
I told them, if you don't do it, you will pay a huge price. And uh, many of them think, oh, nothing seriously. Maybe tomorrow everything will be good. But no, never. If we don't stop e evil demonic systems, uh, it will be grow. And now many of them, their children, like they, Putin sent their children to this war, and many of them was killed now. Now inside Russian church, uh, so many youth people who 10 years ago, they was a children. When I told for Russian pastors, for Russian bishop, please give up your voice. Don't, uh, don't silent. Tell true. Tell what this is your uh, responsibility. You must say this is good. This is bad. This is white. This is darkness. This is your your responsibility, like church. Don't close the mouth. Don't afraid. Yeah. But because they afraid, now so many dead children killed. Yeah. Three hundred seventy thousand Russian soldier was killed through this twenty two months. Three hundred seventy thousand. This is unbelievable. And it really I, is now. Yeah, now I tell them, pray, pray and try do something. Yeah. Tell true for your neighbors. Tell true for your family. Tell true for everybody. Don't afraid because uh, in one moment, I am sure we will see collapse Putin systems because many people in Russia want to stop him. Even, even oligarch, even money guy, because Putin destroyed all their life. They, everything was good 10 years ago. They can travel in around the world. They had many money. They corrupt half world. Everything was good. But now uh, they have too much problem. And I'm sure inside Russia, more and more people dream about day when Putin's system will collapse. And the Ukrainian army will help them. You know, you talk about the 370,000 Russians who have died in this two-year invasion, and that's a staggering and tragic number because we know that most of them didn't choose this conflict. They didn't want to go do that, and these are sons and daughters of people in Russia who just have kind of endured the system, and, and you talk about the fear within Russia that has kind of allowed this to happen. And here in America, uh, we are not under threat of execution or necessarily imprisonment by somebody like Putin, but we've had our own fear issues, often trying to protect our reputations and trying to just uh, stay in good standing with the sophisticated class and not look like we're kind of rubes and fundamentalists and judgmental and the cost that we we are paying now is, uh, is we, we aren't sending them off to war we're just cutting off the genitals of children uh in the names of this gender ideology and they are being um mutilated that's the cost that we are sacrificing our children to right now because so many people would do and say nothing in the presence of evil so while it's a different version of evil. It's not a different source of evil. And Satan will use whatever means he can to destroy God's creation 
And the best tool to stop that is the church. And the yes, great exactly. weakness, the great weakness of the church in your context and in our context, and this is where some things are similar, is just fear. Is that if we are afraid and we are mostly interested in protecting ourselves, terrible things happen to our children. And that's kind of the commonality is when the adults are afraid, we just want to protect what we have. Our children are always the ones who pay the costs. And it seems that's what you're experiencing. Certainly in Ukraine, though you are fighting fearlessly, I would say, but what the, the, the fear in Russia that has allowed that regime to stand up for a long time is one of the things that's leading to that. Uh, this is absolutely the same story, but um, this is uh, like other level. Uh, I know your country. I was in America many times. I finished around the world bicycle tour with my adopted sons. We finished round the world. Before war, we go through all Russia, 15,000 kilometers through all Russia on the bicycle. And after that, we go through all Europe and last stage was cross of United States uh, from LA to Miami. And I, I was in many American church. I saw many, Amer many, many American TV channels and mass media. And I saw it when people say, oh, Pastor, very accurately about gender's ideology. I say, why? This is the freedom nation. <laughs> Guys, why I, I, I must close my mouth? If I say this is the boy, this is the girl, uh, what's, what's wrong? Oh, be careful because we have some, some problems. Say, if you will... Afraid today, absolutely guarantee your children and your grandchildren will pay terrible price because the father's generation closed the mouth. Uh, my challenge for you, never, never stop say true. If you see something white, tell this is the white, this is the black, this is the bad, this is the good. This is the normal, natural. This is the sexual fantasy. And uh, uh, just tell true. Never, never stop tell true. Because the price will terrible in next generation. Uh, this is what's happened now in Russia. Because my biggest, my biggest question about this war, this is Russian church. I know very good many Russian bishops, uh, many Russian pastors, and I told them 10 years ago, please say true. Oh, we are afraid. Um, uh, we will have some problem if we will say true. We will have big, big problem. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Jesus, Jesus told for us, if you will follow me, you will have many problems. Uh, this is guarantee, but uh, this is the the cross way. We we need to take our, our cross and go with him, follow him. That's right. Uh, we will pay price, but if yeah. you we will stop this, this is uh, the Russian church. Yeah. Now this is terrible. I know I know some Russian pastors, some Russian bishops, who paid the price, who from 2014 stayed this war. 
is criminal Putin's war against Ukraine. This is absolutely demonic war. They pay the price. But yeah. it's the same story like, like in Germany. You know, inside uh, Germany uh, in Hitler time, part of church say, oh, hi, Hitler. And uh, they follow Hitler. They, they song hallelujah for Hitler and his system. He say, oh, the, he is the strong leader, more crazy. They told Hitler is pro-family guy. It's what I hear now from, from Russian church. Oh, Putin, he's pro-family. He's pro-Christian. Absolutely crazy. Uh, Hitler killed millions of people uh, for Putin's people's life. Nothing. And they told me about pro-Christian. They, they, don't, they don't have religion freedom completely. Completely. My country is one of the more religion freedom. Uh, I absolutely religion freedom, but yeah. uh, this is same story. Church, if church closed the mouth, yeah. if church will afraid, next generation will pay, pay the price in U- Ukraine, in Russia, in United States. Yeah, you mentioned there that there are some Bonhoeffers in Russia who have spoken the truth and paid the price for it. But I think the lesson that we just need to internalize is that while there is a cost for speaking the truth, the cost of not speaking the truth is much greater. And and we are hoping as individuals, as churches, as families, frankly, as a country, that we can just avoid the cost, that it will go to someone else, that we can end up living a pain-free life by keeping our mouths shut. But history is full of examples of that not being true. You're living through a tragic example of that right now. We, in our own American context, are living in our own difficult um, example of that where we are suffering the consequences of not speaking the truth. But what we need to internalize and what I hope America is learning from what you're experiencing in part is that it can get much much worse than it is right now if we do not exercise that muscle and develop the ability to speak the truth, especially when people don't want us to, because that's the test of are we going to become servile? Are we going to become submissive to evil? Or are we going to become the kingdom of God that pushes back against evil when we see it? Because we now see the consequences of this in, in in dark, dark ways. Now, Pastor, this has gone longer than I expected it to, but I've really enjoyed this conversation. I want to turn a little bit back toward um, the invasion that you continue to push back against. Is there anything about your situation in Ukraine right now that you feel the rest of the world is misunderstanding now? What do you wish everybody knew about what is happening in Ukraine today? I think now we will we will see very interesting situation around the world because it looks like West world, Christian world, uh, wor- world wo- which was built on Christian foundation. The West leaders now last maybe 40, 30 years they was a little bit 
disappoint. Everything good. We will give hug for all dictators around the world. We will smile them. We will be friendly. And we have enough gender problematics inside America. And we will think about it. But now in Israel, you know, now uh, who see the Yemen, Yemen, Ukraine, and uh, it looks like like Satan uh, opened his his face. Evil opened his face. And now the West world must stay together and, and uh, remember this good American sentence. Freedom is never free. Mm-hmm. I love this. Uh, uh, one of my uh, one of my uh, military have this freedom is never free. Your country uh, had freedom because many generations pay huge price for that. And now all world, if the world want to be freedom, we must stay together, and we we must stop evil things everywhere inside our culture and outside we must stop these dictators this terroristic guy around the world uh, we must fight in together in on the prayer fighting together like soldier if need and uh, and stop all terrible guys because if somebody uh occupied part of country send their rockets every day russia sent many rockets and killed people in my country. And it's not a good idea for all world. Just look on TV and say, oh, we are so sad about it. No, it's time to stay together and stop them. And I want to say one more time, thanks for American people. Uh, thanks for help. Uh, weapons, medicine. We, we have amazing amazing uh, American weapons. We, we need more. We have not enough. We ask, please give us 50, 60 F-16. America have 6,000 F-16. 6,000. And we ask, we need just just 50 for, for stop Russian, Russian army. And uh, I pray about American politics for more brave position. Don't afraid dictators. Oh, don't thinking. Oh, maybe Ukraine give part of territory and peace will be back. Maybe we give uh, part of Israel for uh, for Hamas, and they say, "Oh, good." No, no, it's a it's a very bad, very bad idea. It's never it's never worked like that. Uh, we must stop them. We must say them no. Nobody, never can occupy other country. We will fight in all world. With, we'll fight in together for stop this. This is 21st century. We must stop them. Yeah. We must be ready to pay the price for freedom. Yeah. Whether it's in our own lives or whether it's in Israel and Hamas or whether it's in Russia, evil cannot be compromised with. It must Absolutely. be defeated. And, and that's the the temptation is this allure that, oh, we just make peace with evil and everything is going to be fine. That's just not the way it works. Either good wins 
or evil wins. And we know ultimately that good will win. But we also know that evil is fighting hard for as many casualties as possible, that you and I and everybody listening to this conversation are part of that battlefield in our own lives. And we have to defeat the evil in our own lives. But once we have done that successfully and fully surrendered to the gospel, then recognizing that the evil that lives outside of us cannot be compromised with either. Uh, Pastor Gannity, I am so grateful for your time, for your witness, for your efforts. We will continue to pray for you uh, and for victory, for supernatural intervention. Is there anything else that we can do here to support you, your church, your community, your family there as you continue to struggle in Ukraine? Thank you so much for for everything. Thanks for this talking and thanks for everything what you can do for for my country. Thank you. God bless America. God bless Ukraine. And God bless Freedom Russia in future. God bless a free Russia. May that happen. Boy, that that will be supernatural when that happens. But certainly uh, we can pray for that. So thank you so much for your time. And friends, we thank you for joining us uh, today. If you have enjoyed this conversation, if you learned something, and I know you have, if you've been through this, it's impossible that you didn't learn something. Share it with a friend so that they can understand more uh, personally what's going on in Ukraine, but also understand it in the context of this uh, global spiritual war we have against evil. Um, so share it with a friend, like, and subscribe. New episodes every Tuesday and Friday. And also, um, Feel free to send me comments. Love hearing from you. Suggestions for future topics, feedback about what we had, a, what we talked about today. The email is outstanding at WashingtonStand.com. It has genuinely been my pleasure. I look forward to our next conversation. My name is Joseph Backholm, and this has been Outstanding. Outstanding is a production of The Washington Stand, where you can find news and commentary from a biblical worldview.